This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is The Property Show and I'm Mark Tan. Gone are the days when you can blindly buy a property in a good location, sit back and enjoy double-digit capital appreciation. Residential property sales have declined, and with rising interest rates and consumers feeling the pinch, people in urban areas just do not have enough money to enter the real estate market. And a growing trend of renting rather than buying is also emerging. So in today's search for a good property investment, it will require detailed research, lots of research. It's no longer about location. You need to consider the type of property, the amenities and facilities, security and transportation to name a few additional criteria. And don't only look at new launches, there could be bargains to be found in the subsale market. Today, we speak with Alvin Ong, Managing Director, H Property, a comprehensive real estate portal supplying property news, listings and analytics for property stakeholders and home buyers. Good morning, Alvin. Good morning, Mark. Great to be here. Based on National Property Information Centre, or commonly known as NAPIC's Q1 2023 numbers, there was a 5.7% decrease year-on-year in the property market transaction count as compared to quarter 1, 2022. The residential subsector suffered even more and decreased at a higher rate of 6.6%. From your observation and own data sets, have you seen a pickup for quarter 2 this year? And what's your expectations for the rest of the year in 2023? Yeah, I think the Q1 year-on-year did uh, cause some concern. Um, um, So the question is, will we see the same trends in Q2? Um, I don't think so, uh, mainly because I think, number one, differentials are now not so high. Um, But I think looking at data from our partner agencies, uh, we we do see a 5 to 10% increase quarter to quarter, so going from Q1 to Q2. Now, unfortunately, we do not have year-on-year results because we only started pulling the data since last year. But the general sentiment that I'm hearing from our real estate uh, agency friends is that we'll probably see an increase in Q2 year on year. Um, I I think the second part of the question is, what are my expectations for the rest of the year? And, you know, in this sense, I think the economic indicators are pretty healthy. If I'm not wrong, Q1 GDP growth was above um, 5%, which is not too bad. Um, So I think barring any, you know, negative shock to the economy, um, I would expect second half to compensate for the slower start in, 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 in the quarter first half. one. Yeah. Right. The Malaysian House Price Index recorded a marginal annual growth of 2% in quarter one, standing at 210 points on average of 453,000 ringgit per unit. But I understand these numbers do not accurately tell the full story of our property prices. Uh, please tell us why, uh, based on the HPROP data that you have, uh, this is not the real case. Yes, I, I think you are right in that the growth has tapered off in, in recent years. Uh, in the last five years, it's probably 2 to 3% now. But it's still going up, right? Um, but when we talk to people on the street, um, the reality is quite different, you know. Um, quite a number of people we spoke to who bought a property five years ago, they have found that their values are stagnating or even worse, gone down, right? And, and the, that begs the question, you know, why the discrepancy, right? And I, I think to answer that, it's important to understand that the index only highlights the average home price, which is the aggregation of many, right? 
but but I think the more interesting question is what about the one? Like what about your home? What about my home? What about you know our friend's home? You know who bought a property five years ago? You know has the price appreciated? And and think of it like the retail industry's uh, same store sales growth. Um, we're examining the same property over time rather than a basket of properties. And when we crunch the data, um, we found that 40% of the close to 2,000 projects that we are tracking in the greater Krang Valley, uh, both landed and non-landed, uh, were underperforming, to put it lightly. <laughs> um, you know, especially if you're into condos and, and, and apartments, over 50% uh, would be sold at a loss today if you put it on the market. Now, that's staggering data that you have, right? And I like the analogy that you've done to compare it with the retail same-store sales. So based on this data sets that you have, can we still consider property as a guaranteed hedge for inflation, especially as most buyers will have to take a mortgage on a property and any capital appreciation will be offset against the interest costs? Um, yes and no. I, I think, you know, on one hand, um, you can expect rents to reprice and asset values to go up as, you know, construction costs go up, right? And obviously, that's good for property. But as you can see now, in response to inflation, banks are also hiking up their interest rates. So that's not so good. So what I'm saying is that it's not a one-way street, right? And what we're seeing is perhaps uh, a period of more uncertainty. And as you know, Mark, you know, with more uncertainty, you expect a wider dispersion in returns. It's also obvious that buyers will need to be more discerning when it comes to their property purchases. And it's no longer just location, location, location. So based on the data that you have, and obviously the experience that each prop start has, what should buyers be looking at based on your research, right, to find sweet deals in the market today? Yes, I, I think location is a factor among many factors. Um, every place has winners and losers. And even within the winning areas, the range is big, right? So an area may see, may see growth in one five-year stretch, but things change over the next five years. So I think the question is, what can reliably predict a consistent growth trend across rolling five-year periods, right? And, and this is where I think our research provides an interesting insight because it turns out that it's not just about where you buy, uh, but also at what price. Now, now let, let me explain that, right? I, I think entry price, as you know, is a two-piece puzzle. Um, you have the elements of size on one hand and unit price on the other hand. And what we found is that this appears to be a more important predictor of success. Now, if you choose, just to give you an example, if you choose a property below the 25th percentile, uh, let's say in the non-landed segment in the whole of Grand Valley, your odds of seeing capital gain is 90%, right? If you go above the median line, it drops to 30%. Now, okay, what does this mean for home buyer, right, in practical terms? You know, I can say, hey, yeah, finding properties priced below the 25th percentile in a Monkiara or a Bangsa is not possible. So it doesn't help, right? So we went one level deeper, right? And, and we analyzed the data to determine the specific price thresholds uh, in each area where returns start to drop off. And, and we term that the price cliff, right? And interestingly, we also observe similar patterns across various five years cycles at individual areas. Okay, so to give you an example, 
purchasing a condo uh, for less than 600 per square feet in Monkiara uh, in 2018 would have given you a 60% probability of positive returns as opposed to only 20% probability of positive capital gains if the price was over 800 per square feet. That's Monkiara. Mm. But if you compare that to, say, you know, Setapak, right? If you pay less than 300 per square feet in 2018, uh, that raises the the probability of positive returns to 90%. But paying over 450 per square feet reduces it to only 20%. So the next question is, yeah, you know, this is all well and good. How do I, as an investor, act on this information, right? And And I think this is where our location analyzer tool comes in. We provide you we provide you a way to look for price cliffs for various areas in Malaysia. So y- you get an idea of the likely probability of seeing capital gains in the next five years. So for prospective home buyer to know what is the 25th percentile, the 50th percentile, um, your database, each property start, has those percentages for us to look at. Yes, yes. Um, we, we not just have those percentages. We, you know, the tool basically allows you to look at any localized area and pretty much draw up the, the price cliff or rather the histogram or distribution of, of prices in that area. So you, you can make the, your own decisions. All right. On the property show this morning is Alvin Ong, Managing Director, H Property. When we come back from the break, we'll find out more about H Prop Start's property tools calculators. This is BFM 89.9. Welcome back to The Property Show, where we have Alvin Ong, Managing Director, Itch Property, a comprehensive real estate portal supplying property news, listings and analytics for property stakeholders and home buyers. Before the break, we had a look at the general property market condition in Malaysia, which is, I suppose, still rather bleak, but hopefully a light at the end of the tunnel is coming. Now, Alvin, in terms of looking for values in the current property space, is there a difference between new launches versus subsale that your data shows? If you want to compare um, primary projects with secondary projects, I think both are very different categories. And the value proposition for a new launch goes beyond the physical asset itself. You know, that there are the intangible factors such as such, such, such that you don't need so much cash upfront. Prices are more transparent. And you're essentially buying a vision of what is to be versus what it currently is. So clearly, new, new projects are priced at a premium. And I think you also make a very good point, right? Because when you buy a new property, the entire advertising and sales might of the developer is there to try to convince you to buy the property. Yes. You know, whether with very nice showrooms or brochures and you know, the whole convenience setup you say, Correct. whether it's the lawyers, the S&Ps and the bankers, it's all ready to facilitate yes. the buying process for you. Yes. I think, yeah, it, there is a premium to be paid for all those things. But let's, let's talk about value, right? Which basically means comparing like for like physical asset to physical asset. There is a data-driven way to evaluate this and, and the key is looking at auction markets. Now, if you compare the reserve price in the auction markets of newly completed projects versus their SBA price and you do the same for secondary properties in the auction market, you will realise that for newly completed projects, the reserve price is 80% of the SBA price. So 20% discount. Yes, compared to secondary properties, which is close to 100%. Now, of course, you know what this shows, we talked about convenience premium just now. What this shows, the convenience premium is about 20%. But of course, you and I know um, new launches, you have discounts, you have rebates. 
So, you know, let's take out 10%. And that, that still comes to about 10%. And I'm not saying that that premium is not worth it. Um, but I'm saying that, you know, if you compare physical asset to physical asset, there is a premium. But, you know, we're not really counting the, the, the intangibles, which I think has value. I suppose using another analogy, it could be the difference between someone who only wants to buy a new car versus somebody who wants Correct. to buy a second-hand car. Yes, right? I, I think that's, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Now, what properties, based on your data, should one be avoiding now? You know, property types that will struggle to appreciate in the short term due to the current oversupply situation. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. You, you know, in, in this book, Anna Karenina um, by Tolstoy, um, there's this famous opening line that goes, all happy families are alike and every unhappy family is unhappy for its own reasons, right? I think the same goes for properties um, that don't do well. Um, it may be linked to overhang or not. I think there are a lot of uh, different factors, but I think what we are more interested in is to look for patterns, right? We're trying to understand, like in general terms, which kinds of properties tend to do well and which ones don't. So I think, again, to do that, we need to look at price cliffs at different locations. And clearly, if you buy you know, something at around the 75th percentile, your probability of seeing a good return over five years goes down by a lot. So let's talk a little bit about the HProp Start platform, right? Uh, obviously, there's all this information that you've mentioned, 25th percentile, 75th percentile, price cliffs, right? So how can home buyers make better decisions with your location analyzer, which is a tool for start members? Yeah, so I, I think um, we, we wanted a tool for investors to act on this information. So, so like I mentioned, you know, Location Analyzer provides the price cliff. Um, so how it works is that you basically choose any area on the map and we will present the unit price and size distribution for that location, right? And that allows you to calculate your own odds, you know, and, and I think that gives you a data-driven approach to making investment decisions. But, you know, I, I really want to stress also that um, Location Analyzer is not for everyone, right? Um, there will be those who I would say crave certainty, right? And these people, they will gravitate to experts who, who to tell them what to buy, where to buy and when to buy. And, and I think that's fine, you know. But I think personally, buying a property is more a game of poker than a game of chess. And, you know, we are in a situation where we don't have perfect information, right? And, and there is no single set of rules or checkbox to say, hey, you know, check out this box, must be near to MRT, must be, you know. So we need to think probabilistically, right? So we built the location analyzer for, for one purpose only, and, and that is to democratize data and in doing so, fulfill our mission at HPROP to equip serious home buyers with relevant and up-to-date data and helping them make better decisions. So when it comes to Start, how is Start different from all the other property platforms out there? You know, in, in June, we launched HPROP Start, S-T-A-R-T. It's a first-of-its-kind reward program in Malaysia for all home buyers. you know, regardless of the type of property you purchase, whether you buy in the primary market or in the subsidy market, whether you are a, a, a new first-time home buyer or a seasoned investor. So, Mark, imagine if you are looking for a home, right? This is how Start will help you. Number one, we connect you to the right partners. Um, we've partnered with some of the best names in the business um, to offer you exclusive perks at every step of your journey, right? Okay, we've got corporate partners that covers the entire end to end of the um, corporate, you know, of the home buying journey. Uh, so basically think about it from the very first ringgit uh, that you put into your home fund to securing a mortgage 
uh, that aligns with your financial goals to finally um, personalizing your new home to suit your lifestyle, I think we have something unique to offer you. Um, secondly, we provide you with the tools that you need. Uh, Location Analyzer is now only available to start members. Uh, and I think it is the most sophisticated uh, publicly available property analytics tool. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it lets you choose an area of interest and, and we immediately provide you not just the price cliff, we provide you the tri- uh, price trends, we provide you the existing inventory, upcoming projects, future amenities, uh, even some demographic information at a very localized level. Right? And I think best of all, um, Start covers all homes in Malaysia, not just from you know, our 20 developer partners, but basically every home. So, you know, obviously rewards program, you go to any expo, there will be lucky draws and all that, but that's only if you purchase the property from, from participating projects. I think we are the only one in Malaysia to offer such rewards for every home in Malaysia, and that's the differentiator. Now, to be a start member, is membership free? Yes, membership is free. Okay, and to use the services, you know, the property analyzers, understanding the 25th, 50th price list, that's also free service. That is free. Um, I must mention, though, that Start is focused only on serious home buyers. So the moment you sign up for Start, you will need to verify yourself. And basically, we will give you a free uh, personal credit report plus um, that is worth about 20 ringgit. Um, so... You know, in that sense, it's not a platform where you just sign up, put your number and, and get to use the tools. We really want to know that you are serious about buying a property um, and we want to know that you have the capability also to buy a property. So in conclusion, in view of all that we've discussed, you know, especially with the initial bearish tone of the property market, are there still reasons right, uh, for bullishness in the property sector moving forward? I think I'm always uh, long-term bullish um, and I strongly advocate the same for all young people um, because, you know, as a home buyer and as a property investor, I, I think whether transactions have gone up year on year, quarter on quarter, it, to me, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's not like we're trying to hit, you know, quarterly earnings. I just need to make sure that I don't overpay, right? And to me, property is unique because the very nature of its high transaction cost and lower liquidity sort of forces you to buy and hold, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that then allows the magic of time and compounding to do its work for you. You know, I, just to give you a personal example, I bought my first property in 2008 and, and even today, it has outperformed all my other investments. And I think that itself is a testament to the enduring power of real estate as an investment, well, you know? Well, yeah. 2008 was the uh, global financial crisis. So you did buy a property <laughs> at a very good time in 2008. Of, of course, the past couple of years hasn't been the best of times. Um, but I think for the patient and long-term home buyer, uh, there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic. Elvin, right. thank you very much for your time. On The Property Show was Elvin Ong, Managing Director, H Property. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.